Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, what a wild night it was in the West. So we assess the Warriors' worry level after another disappointing road loss and how Dame outdueled Ja in Memphis. Plus, from one coast to another, the Celtics, they dominated from tip last night against the Nets. So hear what Kyrie had to say about Boston's championship pursuit. And we know Kyrie is a starter in the All-Star game. But who will make the reserves? Perk and Windy give their picks. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews holding it down with the one, the only Kendrick Perkins, Vince Carter, Brian Windhorst. They will be joining us shortly. But first, mm. we need to get to what I think was the game of the night last night because we had a couple of blowouts. But this one was interesting. We needed more than 48 minutes to decide a winner between Steph Curry and Anthony Edwards down in Minnesota. Steph Curry going to work, doing his thing, gets the three to go. Absolutely, and he did it in great fashion. Look, why are they having one person guard Steph Curry when he has it going, not communicating no switches? He's going to make you pay every time. Well, the Warriors, they were able to build a double-digit lead, but things got interesting down the stretch in the first. The Timberwolves clawing back in it. D'Angelo Russell gets the three to go, puts the Timberwolves down by one. You like what you've seen from D'Angelo thus far. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. And then Nas Reed attacking goes all the way to the rim, coast to coast. Absolutely. Understood. Size and underrated. That's who Nas Reed is. But get yourself a big man who can shoot the three and stretch the floor, Perk. If you want to stay in the league a long time and have a long career as a role player, as a big, you got to be able to stretch the floor. Steph Curry weaving gets it to go. Tie game. This is the guy who you want to have the ball in his hands when you need a bucket the most, but it hangs off the front rim. Just wouldn't be quite enough. So we are headed to overtime in this one. Again, this is after the Warriors had a double-digit lead heading into the fourth. Anthony Edwards. Edwards going to work. He has put this team on his back in the absence of Carl Anthony Towns. And again, Nas Reed gets his own rebound, drives oh, authority. Take a listen to Steve Kerr after the game. If you want to win, especially on the road, um, you, you have to execute. And, you know, we've probably lost, I don't know, five, six games like this on the road this year um, just because of a lack of execution. We're not good enough to win without executing. We might have been a few years ago. Uh, we're not good enough now to win without executing in the fourth quarter on the road. The difference in all the narrative around our team, 100%. So you got to accept it. Is you know the leader in terms of what how we're playing out there on the floor. Like I hold a, a lot of responsibility for not being able to um, to get it done. So the Warriors, they've now blown seven double-digit leads on the road this season. That's tied with the Cavs and the Magic for the most in the NBA. And by contrast, they're 16-1 and one when taking a double-digit lead at home. So welcoming in Vince Carter and Brian Windhorst, Steve Kerr, he said that the margin of error is just gone at this point for the Warriors. Vince, what's the biggest reason why? It's attention to detail. Uh, I mean, you have three mm-hmm. guys on that team that has four championships 
And sometimes you get bored in, in the regular season. And, and I'm sure they won't admit that, but sometimes it's like the ch- we've, we've seen this challenge before. Let's wait for the playoffs. And you have other guys who's won their first one now understanding what it takes to win a second time when now you're targeted. And I think that's what it is, you know, loose with the ball and turnover, even getting back in transition, just little things like that. You, you, you don't typically see from this team. You don't see them giving up leads like that. They're dangerous on the road. When they come to your building, they're going to knock you out. There's teams that feel very comfortable when the Golden State Warriors come to town. Like you see there, just a just careless loose ball turnover that you don't see typically from this team. And I just think their attention to detail, mm. if they sharpen that up, you'll see a better basketball team. Brian, is there something that exemplifies a number maybe that attention to detail or lack thereof? Yeah, Malik, I've never seen anything like this. At home, the Warriors are a top five defensive team in the league this year. This is the kind of play that they had last year that drove them to a title. On the road, they are bottom five. Now, I've never seen a spread like this from a team that's got this kind of experience. It kind of backs up what Vince was just talking about, about lack of attention to detail, because this is obviously a focus issue. It's not a personnel issue. If you can play defense in the Bay, you can play defense in Minneapolis. And it's not even just those those seven double-digit losses in the fourth quarter on the road. They've botched some leads where they were totally in control in the last minute. Games that they would have totally had on ice during their championship run. So there's a title team in there, Malika. It just only plays in Golden State. Yeah, it's really strange, and we know that defense wins championships. I think, what, the 2001 mm-hmm. Lakers, maybe, they were one of the teams that was outside of the top 10 in recent history in defense. You have to play defense, and the Warriors know this. It's part of their identity, even when they were this offensive juggernaut. I, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit confused for my hometown team. Uh, the Warriors, they feel like they're kind of just giving games away, right? But someone else on our panel thinks it was the Wolves that just went and took it, that went and won it. You went on Twitter, Perk, and you said in 2023, Edwards and Russell, they have been the best backcourt low-key in the NBA. Big time win tonight against the defending champs. And again, Ant-Man better be in Utah in a couple of weeks. Carry the hell on. So make your case. It's time to make your case for Ann Edwards. And I meant every word of it. And look, it's not just about Anthony Edwards, right? It's about the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's about how they started the season. We heard the big grin. We saw guys throwing each other under uh, under the bus. They got off to a bad start. Then all of a sudden, see, injuries happen. Carl Anthony Towns went down, and then now we're being able to see the emergence of Anthony Edwards being the leader, being the go-to guy on this team. Since Carl Anthony Towns been out, he's averaging over 26 points a game, shooting 39% from three, and he's doing it in great fashion, and they're winning. Mm. They're winning. So my thing is, yes, he should be an an all-star this season, but if I'm the Minnesota Timberwolves and I'm looking at Anthony Edwards, I'm like, this is our guy. This is our guy, and I'm going to take it a step further. We talk about Luka. We have conversations about John Morant. We even throw Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, uh, Giannis. We have all these conversations about, hey, who should be the face of the league? But we never throw Anthony Edwards in there. Hmm. When you talk about a guy who got character, he has the charisma, he addresses the media, People love him. He's got the talent. He's going to give you the highlights. He's going to give you everything and more. So this is a moment to recognize. I understand he's in Minnesota. But when you talk about the face of the league and you talk about one of the rising superstars that has an opportunity to be one of the greats in the game right now, this is Ant-Man. 
I think you just convinced me. Like, as you're talking, I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, I'm with it. Uh, well, maybe we will see him uh, listed as, a, as an all-star reserve. We're going to find out uh, later tonight, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But we're also looking to see, is Damian Lillard going to occupy one of those all-star reserve spots? Because he has been outrageous. Every time he stepped on the court in January, it felt like Dame time. He had five 40-point games in the month, and he kept it rolling last night against the dark side, Perk. Yes, he did. And look, he's not waiting on anybody on his team. And one. And and one. And uh. one. And that was a flagrant. So he heads to the line here for a free throw after making the three. And remember, he also gets the ball back. The Blazers retain possession here. So then, Dame time again. Essentially, this is a seven-point play for the Trailblazers. And look, Dame is one of the elite scorers in the game today. But you know John Moran wasn't going to go out without swinging, attacking downhill, little floater in the lane right there, trying to get the Grizzlies back into it. But here's Dame again, you moving think? without the basketball. Uh, take that, Dylan Brooks. You want some more of me? I'm going to show it. <laughs> Dame's like, if you want more, I got a little more. He finished with 42 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, and the Blazers go on to win at 122-112. So Dame has scored 430 points over his last 11 games. That's the most by any player this season over an 11-game stretch. And he also recorded his 15th 40-point 10 assist game. That moves him past Jerry West for fifth most in NBA history. So we know that Dame time, it can, it can torch anyone. It can get anyone if you're caught asleep. But... Back in December, when the Grizzlies were rolling, I think that's when everyone started looking at the quote. John Morant, when he told me, I'm fine in the West. Memphis mm -hmm. is fine in the West. And since then, the team actually has a losing record against the conference. And we love the vibrato, right, of John Morant. It's kind of what makes this team go. <laughs> yeah. But should they be a little bit more worried now, Vince? Yeah, uh, that's bulletin board material right there. You know, oh, you're not afraid of us. You're not worried about us. You're good in the West. Okay, well, we'll see how good you are when you come to town. And you know, everybody wants to, to knock off the guy, the, the guys with the most swag who feel the who feel like they're the best in the, in in their conference. You know, everybody tried to knock Golden State off when they were walking around with their swag, but they couldn't do it because the Golden State Warriors were able to back it up. Right now, Memphis is going to have to. Preach. Practice what they preach. You go out there, you talk it, you're going to have to back it up. And right now, there's teams coming for them and beating them right now. You, you know, Malika, I never thought it was going to come to this day, Vince and Wendy, where I had to address the dark side like I am right now. But it, today is the day, all right? And here's the problem that I have with Memphis. Okay, Memphis, it's okay to have swag. It's okay to have confidence. Yeah. But you actually have to accomplished something or did something. They have done nothing as a team. Absolutely nothing. Like, even if you look at the Boston Celtics, right? The Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, multiple conference uh, finals, went to the NBA finals. You look at a team like, you know, uh, the Golden State Warriors, a dynasty, right? They could carry themselves with a certain type of swag and carry themselves throughout the season and then have that confidence. The Memphis Grizzlies haven't got there. Like, we love that they ruffle the feathers and they're running up the chimney, running to the mm -hmm. smoke, and they're not ducking no smoke. But, again, they mm -hmm. haven't accomplished 
a damn thing. And so now I'm looking at this team, and to me, it looked like a bunch of individuals playing basketball. You're looking at John Morant. He's going out there. He's doing his thing, putting up numbers. Desmond Baines, he's playing for a contract. Dylan Brooks, he's playing for a contract. Jaron Jackson Jr., he's playing to probably try to get in the all-star game. You got rookies that's coming in off the bench who's trying to make a name for themselves. So they have to find a balance, not only to be consistent, but to lose themselves into the team. Brian? Yeah, obviously the schedule's been a little bit harder recently, but the loss of Steven Adams. I mean, I know that they handled injuries to other key players earlier this year. Steven Adams has a lot of important stuff for them, particularly with um, rebounding. His offensive rebound is one of their great weapons. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA in the last decade. And their schedule doesn't get any easier. They play in Cleveland tonight. I looked it up. Their plane didn't even land in Cleveland until 3.15 in the morning. I'll bet Whoa. those guys didn't get to bed until after 4. So not getting any easier. Yeah, it's not getting any easier. I don't know. As someone who was sitting, I was sitting across from Jaw when he said that, I think there's kind of a fine line between needing to kind of psych yourself up in order to get to that level. You know, like you have to kind of chirp a little bit in order to psych yourself up. It didn't feel like he was puffing out his chest too much in that moment, but you're right. It's one of those things that could come back to bite you if your play doesn't end up backing it up. All right. So to come on NBA Today, 20 years, 20 years of witnessing LeBron, and he's on the cusp of breaking one of the greatest records of all time. So our expectations on when he's going to break it. And we're officially one week away from the trade deadline. Bobby Marks and Brian Windhorst, they lay out some potential trades that would shake up the entire league. Plus, it's Thursday. Perk, you already know what time it is. We're not headed to Perk's penthouse today. <laughs> we're going to the no. upper room. Vince Carter, you see, see who gets crowned no with the best dunk of the week. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. On April 25, 1950, Chuck Cooper was the first black player drafted in NBA history, going number 14 overall to the Boston Celtics. He became the second black player ever to play in an NBA game. Chuck was inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in 2019. Welcome back to NBA Today here with Perk, Brian, Windhorst, and Vince Carter. And Perk, I'm just going to give you the floor here because I heard, I, I heard you need to get something off your uh, chest. Yeah, 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 but VC, look, fix your body language. It's not that <laughs> bad, okay? Look, 
Yesterday, on Wednesday, I had church in here, and I was preaching the gospel. I was preaching the gospel, and you and Wendy wasn't here to hear the sermon. So you know what? Guess what? I got to revisit and let y'all hear this, this sermon. Learn me. Run yeah, the tape. Learn me something. Check the tape. That's what we call it. Check the tape. Today, can you be predict the future, Perk? Can you tell us what it's going Perk to be Stradamus. like? Perk Stradamus. Perk Stradamus. Yeah. <laughs> in the TD Garden for Kyrie tonight. A beatdown. That's exactly Whoa. what it's going to be. Because, look. We, <laughs> Who's we, getting beatdown? Oh, the Celtics are going to smack the Brooklyn Nets tonight. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> I can't kick my feet up. <laughs> Because we got a new desk. But, <laughs> I mean, just roll the highlights. Just roll the highlights. The Celtics, they were hosting the Nets last night. Kyrie Irving back in his old stomping grounds. Uh, you may be wondering why that was Jalen Brown that we showed you. Well, oh. because of this move right there. Mm. Do you think mm. this looks familiar for Kyrie Irving? Ooh. Mm. Uh, I think he hit the Kyrie on Kyrie right oh. there. They pulled up in front. Listen. <laughs> get him, Jay Bilsel. That's his name, Jay Bilsel. It, oh. it didn't get better. Oh, you call him. It didn't get better for Brooklyn. <laughs> but I'm saying, look, look at this, right? It, it looks like they were at the park hooping. They, they are literally in their bag. Look at this. Like, the ball movement once again, Jalen Brown. I mean, so I was sitting next to Kendrick Perkins watching this game last night in studio, plus 30 in the first quarter, tied for the best point differential in any quarter in the shot clock era. Perk, that laugh you have going on, you yeah. had that going on all evening. Now, what is happening here? Da da oh, turn around, stay run. You know, <laughs> look, look around. When I was young, my grandparents used to give me a whipping, and I, it would just knock all the sense out of me. Literally, that's what happened. When you 79. Get, yeah, when you're getting spanked that bad, you lose your train of thought. But when, when you're getting spanked that bad, do you run away like that? Because this ball man, or towel man rather, was, uh, he almost got, got caught, caught slipping there. Oh, you know what? Hey, quickness. He, he, he's been there forever. He was there when I was a rookie on up. Look well, at that he's getting his flowers. Here's Jason Tatum after the game. We were ready to play today. You know, three days off. You know, we were fresh, mentally fresh. Um, and we just had a different, you know, we had a sense of purpose. We still got a long way to go, you know, because, you know, it's not done until, you know, we win a championship. When you're going against a very motivated team, such as the Boston Celtics, they, they have a chip on their shoulder. Um, it's clear as day that they want to win the championship and they're not wasting any time in the regular season. So, Tonight I felt like we were just one of those teams in the way, and um, you know we just can't be one of those teams in the way. We got to be one of those teams that stands up to them and um, at least shows them that we're going to be competition for them moving forward, uh, which I believe we are. But tonight we just didn't show it. I mean, just you're back on your phone. We're good. Yeah. All right. stats. Well, I got some stats All to actually show you. As usual. Your <laughs> fixes as usual. We got some stats that are. Uh, uh, <laughs> you got to get up and get out the way. That's Thank you. We appreciate about. you, Statsman Schwartz. And Schwartz got us these numbers. This is insane. Nine of 39 from three. 26 of 54. 57 rebounds. But look, just killed them in every category. And by the way, at halftime. We was talking about this yesterday on the show. Jason Tatum had a plus 42 at halftime, mm. which is insane. You know what else I said yesterday? Every single time the Celtics match up with Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets, 
they're going to spank them because they're going to take it personal. Well, they got a little something to say about that, and I think uh, this right about sums that up. 49 points being the biggest lead. Well, we know that there are three guys on those teams that will be starting in the All-Star game. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Jason Tatum. You can take a look at the Eastern Conference starters there, joined by Giannis, Donovan, oh, Mitchell. But I want to bring back in our full panel here because the All-Star Reserves, they are set to be revealed later this afternoon. But when we're looking at, we know someone like, I don't know, Joel Embiid, right? John Morant, they're probably going to make the cut. But in terms of deep cuts, in terms of fringe players maybe that y'all think need to be on these rosters, Vince, I'm going to start with you. What do you think? Okay, my fringe player is a lot, a lot of guys you could choose, but I'm going to go with Julius Randle mm. from the Knicks. The 27 and 25, 7th in the East. He's played 52 games. So 27 plus 25 is what? You do the math. He's played 52 games, most on the team. 24.7 <laughs> points, 11 rebounds, uh, 46%. And in his last 10 games, 27 points and 13 rebounds. He's mm. getting it done. Yes, they're on a two-game losing streak. And I do know Jalen Brunson is playing great, averaging like 23 points a game as well. But Julius Randle right now, He's getting it done, boy, big boy style. And he's shooting the three as well. Mm. Interesting. All he's, right, a, so, he's a name to consider. So that would be looking at the east front court. Let's take a look at the west front court just to get a sense of some of the top vote getters out there. Davis, Markinen, Sabonis, Paul George, Andrew Wiggins. So, Brian, make a case for one of these guys that needs to get in. Yeah, I don't even think it's a fringe, in my opinion. I think Lowry Markkinen, especially with the game being in Utah, Lowry Markkinen's got to be on this team. He is averaging 10 more points a game than he did last year. And what a great nickname that he's got, the finisher. I love it. The, the, the star from Finland who has become one of the league's best finishers. First off, he's a killer from deep. And when he goes into pick and roll, he can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. He has become a devastating guy. He's the, the guy who finishes the offense. Definitely has having a spectacular year, has a great-looking future, extension eligible this offseason. He's going to be an all-star, I think, by tonight. Perk, is there someone that we haven't looked at yet? Yeah, it is. And if the Celtics are going to get two people in and they're the number one team in the Eastern Conference, why the Denver Nuggets can't get two? And why Aaron Gordon's name is not being mentioned. Like, when you think of the Denver Nuggets, yes, we're going to think of the MVP and Jokic, but Aaron Gordon has been the second-best player on this team all season long. And I watched last year, Draymond Green made the All-Star team. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green didn't even average 10 mm -hmm. points, but his value and what he brought to the table for his winning impacted him making the All-Star team. Aaron Gordon has been spectacular. I think this has been the best season of his career mm. for us putting up numbers, being efficient, and impacting winning. He should be at the, in Utah as well for as a reserve in the All-Star game. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I would love to see Aaron Gore. And, I mean, didn't didn't he say that maybe if he's an All-Star that he would play in the dunk contest? That's what I want to see. Mean, I want to yeah. see him back in the dunk contest, too. Mm. Uh, half of it. And, Vince, you should be a judge. Uh, there's some nice bonuses <laughs> on the line for some potential All-Stars, though. You can see Brown, Sabonis, Randall. They could all earn over Ooh. an extra million. And then Gordon and Holiday, they can make some extra money as well. Brown would need to also play, though, in 65 games to earn his bonus. So we got some money, money, money on the line. Coming up on NBA Today, it's Groundhog's Day. It's what? Groundhog's Day, which means which teams are going to see a ray of sunshine six weeks from now. Don't miss Punks to, how do you say that? Punks to Tawny Perk? Yeah. Punks to Tawny Perk. Brian Windhorst also on why the league may be waiting for the Raptors and what the
what they're going to do at the trade deadline. Bobby Marks is standing by as well. Plus, 89 points away from basketball immortality. LeBron's record. That watch continues. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Punxsutawney Perk. <laughs> Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. You're watching NBA Today. The countdown is on. We're exactly one week away from the trade deadline. NBA Today will have you covered with a five-hour trade deadline special. That is next Thursday. Ooh-wee. So if we're talking the trade deadline, we do need to bring in someone who's actually you know, made some trades. Our front office insider, Bobby Marks, joins us. Hello, Bobby. But, Brian, I do want to stick with you here. Last Friday, when we had you on, you said that all eyes right now, they are on the Raptors and their seven-game road trip. So they're two and three so far. What does that record tell the league on if they're going to be buyers or sellers here? Yeah, the Raptors aren't making the pivotal turnaround on this trip that they were hoping for. And uh, it, it looks like they're sort of going to be on the outside looking in. So they're still waiting. Will the Raptors sell? And they've told everybody to wait till the trip is over. The trip is not over until this weekend. But everyone is keeping an eye on OG Ananobi. If the Raptors are willing to put OG Ananobi on the trade block, I believe conservatively there could be six or seven different teams, a lot of them contenders for the title this year, who are willing to put in a significant offer for him. It would really depend then on whether the Raptors prioritized getting young players so that they would pivot sort of more quickly than a full rebuild around Scotty Barnes or if they pivoted or if they decided to focus on draft picks because that would change the order of uh, teams that you'd like for OG. They're not there yet. But teams are lining up ready to make the phone call when they when and if they get the nod. Six or seven contenders. That's staggering because it does feel like we keep hearing OG Ananobi as a player that could potentially be out there. So if he is, Bobby, who are a couple of contenders that might be interested in him? Well, I think we can certainly circle Memphis as one of those teams, um, certainly sitting in the top in the number two spot, right? And the other team is is New Orleans, not in the top four, competing just to get in the playoffs right now. But I think when you look at it from the Grizzlies' perspective, they've got the expiring contract of Danny Green. They have a nice young player in Zaire Williams. They've got all their draft picks. So if you're looking at a 2023, a 25, a 27 uh, pick to put in that deal, I think from New Orleans, I think the big question for me with New Orleans is, is Zion Williamson is healthy? Is this Pelicans team in the top four here? And they were before his injury, but you look at from the Pelicans, they've got Dyson Daniels, a nice young player, Jackson Hayes, Devontae Graham. 
they've got a ton of draft assets. A 2025, a 27, a 29. I mean, they've got a, a litany. We're not even including the Lakers, you know, swap and a, and a future first year. And the big question for me, Malik, and I've canvassed the league today, is that there's a lot of teams going into this into this trade deadline with blinders on because of the unknown with this next CBA. Hmm. And that comes with OJ Ananobi, who is extension eligible this offseason, but he is limited to a 20% increase. However, if the extension rules are changed and teams know they can sign him long-term this summer, I think you're going to see more teams aggressive within the, within the next week. But that's the big if. Mm. Will there be some tweaks to the CBA and will teams know by next Thursday? Yeah, that's a really interesting and important note. You mentioned that you're canvassing the league right now, just ears to the ground on what's going on. And you have an article up on ESPN.com, a column that highlights the six big trades that we want to see at the NBA trade deadline. And in it, you propose a little deal between the Bulls and the Lakers. Can you give us those details? Yeah, go big or go home, right? I mean, we heard Rob Palinka say, you know, that the two first-round picks in 2027 and 29 won't be moved unless it gets them closer to a championship. I don't know if there's that right player out there, but I've circled Zach Levine of the Bulls as that player there. However, there's a however to this. For the Lake, for the Bulls to do a deal like that, because the Lakers are limited with those two firsts, they've got to take on the contract of Lonzo Ball. We haven't seen Ball all year. The likelihood is that he's going to be out for this season. He's owed $42 million over the next two years. That means the Lakers are taking it back back $220 million in salary. That is a tremendous risk for two players that, let's face it, have been you know seen more time on the injury list than on, on the court here. Hmm. All right, Brian. So can you channel your energy? I'm here. So, I mean, like who says no? Rob Palinka or Arturis Karnasovas of the Bulls? Maybe Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, who's looking at a crazy luxury tax bill. You know, the thing about it is, I know that Zach Levine has been a little shaky coming off another knee surgery, but I got to point out, the Bulls had never even signed a player in their history for more than $100 million. There's a number of teams out there that have three or $400 million players at one time. They had never done it ever in their history until they gave this $215 million deal to Zach Levine. And a deal with a team like the Lakers, it would represent a complete rebuild, the beginning of a rebuild. I think if you're going to trade him you have to look at probably trading DeMar DeRozan as well I don't think the Bulls are there yet I do think it's been a very disappointing season for yeah. them I do think that they were expecting more and that there's a lot of pressure from in, you know internally with ownership but I don't think they're ready to pull that ripcord but this is something we should definitely think about revisiting this summer yeah think about revisiting for now though all eyes remain on the Toronto Raptors thank you gentlemen as a reminder NBA Today will be live next Thursday at one o'clock Eastern for five hours of trade deadline coverage we will have wall-to-wall, coast-to-coast coverage every day of the deadline. We have some breaking news here on NBA Today. Coming out of the WNBA, star-free agent Courtney Vandersloot announced that she is signing with the New York Liberty. Now, this is a huge move. Huge. Vandersloot is widely considered one of the best point guards in WNBA history, and she's joining former MVPs Brianna Stewart, John Quill Jones, and Sabrina Unescu. I mean, woo! I hate to say it, but look how it aces. And coming up next, Vince Carter, back for another installment of the Upper Room. Anthony Edwards, he won last week, but this week, he's got another incredible dunk. Can he defend his title? Vince Carter decides. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome back to NBA Today. Do you have what it takes to enter the upper room? Show me what you got. Welcome to the upper room. It's over. It's over. Oh, baby, it's Thursday. Vince, tell the people yes. where we're headed. Hey, Perk, we're going to the upper room, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. We're headed to the upper room. And just to remind everybody at home how this works, we take a look at the best dunks of the week. And all of us humbly, we present our dunks to Vince Carter. And he chooses one and only one that gets bottle service in the upper room. Is everybody ready? Bobby, you're new here. So why don't you get us started? Oh, Mr. Bobby Marks, welcome. New here, so why don't you get us started? I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with Drew. Drew Eubanks of the Portland Trailblazers, and this is from last night's game against Memphis, and this is at the end of this game. He went Statue of Liberty. He heard the Jaron Jackson Jr. steps right behind, and look at that reaction from from that Portland bench here. That basically sealed the deal. It even almost started a fight there. Uh, and Eubanks is my pick for the upper room. That was so civilized. Yeah. That was so but nice. The, but the Time upper score. Room. Yeah. Well delivered. I like that. I see it, man. Like, hey, that's, that's Bobby Marks for you, boy. Hi. Bobby Marks is a good guy. That's not bad. <laughs> Brian, who you got? Hey, uh, Mr. Carter, how is your supply of hot fries in the upper room? Because you're going to have to load up. Because guess who's coming back? Mr. Anthony Edwards, who on this show last week said he would come back when he would dunk on the Grizzlies. And guess what he did? He dunked on the shot lock leader, Jaron Jackson, on his head. He did. He did deliver. I mean, it's one thing saying it. It's another, another thing saying it and actually doing it on a shot blocker who Last second said, you know there what, you he's too high. Y'all remember the commercial, he's too high? No? <laughs> I mean, that's nice. I'm sure I'm sure Ann Edwards Jr. liked that. Um, all right, I'm going next. Oh, sure. But in order to go next, I need a little bit of help because I did my research. There are levels to this, and I have a quote that I would like to share with you, Mr. Carter, before we get started. May I have, please, thank you, and a, and a pen to go with it. All right, so just so everyone is aware, uh, we had a very particular analyst say about this dunk, 10, a perfect 10 
in my book. That is what this analyst said <laughs> when the stunk went down. Who was that yeah. analyst, you may ask? <laughs> it was the magic broadcaster, Vince Carter. So Cole Anthony, let's remind Mr. Carter of his perfect 10 dunk. Throw it down, young man. There were no notes that you had, Vince. How could this possibly not get bottle service? Fans loved it. You loved it. Don't try to revise that history, baby. Yeah, there's nothing you can say oh. to that because I was impressed with the, I mean, he's floating the one-leg windmill. That's tough. Mm. I no did notes. say that. I did. Perk, I can't go back on that. It? How are you going to follow it? Hey, Perk, yeah, how are you, you going to follow that, my brother? Well, I'm, I'm going to say this to you, Vince, and I come to you in the most humble way, all right? I'm going to try humble? this approach. Yeah, I'm going to try this way. Giannis Antetokounmpo, okay. right, Who the guy who has the most dunks in the season. I feel like he gets overlooked, man, time and time again because it's the norm. He took off from the dots. He took off from the dots, VC, and I get it. He's seven foot. He could tie his shoes standing okay. straight up. He's long. He's athletic. But he <laughs> took off from the dots, man. Ooh. And I don't even know. Bert, I, I, matter of fact, you know what's crazy? Is this is my first time of him even being a nominee in the upper room this That's season. True. Which is crazy. disrespectful. Which is disrespectful. And Giannis. We're talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He took off from the dots. There can you know, only be one, Vince. Most of the time, he's bodying people. Most of the time, he's bodying Come people. It looked like he was still standing up. All right. Come on. So. Um, Don't go back okay, on your word. Anthony. Don't do Cole it. Go, Anthony. So, I'm going to tell security, would you please, pretty please, remove the ropes for Mr. Anthony. Cole Anthony. Ah! And I want my Perfect. money. Welcome to the upper Ten. room. Cole Anthony, UNC's finest. And the reason I picked that, I did. I can't lie, that was nice. It was nice. Wendy, my bad. Wendy, I'm sorry. But, like, you know, for a little guy, he took off, like, from the dotted wall for one leg, a one leg windmill in transition. And he low-key was walking in there. So I I can't even Walking in the air. I was impressed. Hey, Vince, I just respect that you're a man of your word. And hey, Perk. Hey, Perk. Guess who's tied for that number one standing now? <laughs> I'm coming for you, my friend. I am coming for you. And, and when you said uh -huh. Anthony, I, I thought you were going to say Anthony Edwards. And I, I respected his dunk. I really did. Um, but don't worry. We got some hot fries. It, it is cold-blooded. You want some perk? Or pretty good. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, my bad, Wendy. Wendy, Wendy, it's all right. We'll send you some. They're pretty good, but not as good as Cole Anthony. Still to come right here on NBA mm. Today, LeBron James. Ooh, these are spicy. So is LeBron. Like, He's closing yeah, in on making history. We ask our panel how much he scores tonight and what that will mean for when he breaks the record. Anonymous is the word. <laughs> Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, 
It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So now it's time for today's driven performance presented by Duncan. And as usual on NBA Today, it comes back to the Jazz. Walker Kessler did it all last night for Utah, going for 17 points, 14 rebounds, seven blocks. And earlier this week, Kessler was named to the rising star game at All-Star Weekend. So 30 years after the movie was released, it's Groundhog's Day again. And this morning in Pennsylvania, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow. So that means it's six more weeks of winter. But while Pennsylvania has a groundhog, we have... Punxsutawney Perk. So, Perk, what I, what I would like to examine here is whether or not the groundhog got it right. We see your shadow here. This is um, a big one. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah. I want to look at some teams. Is, is spring going to shine on us, or are they still in for winter? Are you ready? Yeah. So here's where we're going to start. The Pelicans, they've lost nine in a row. They're taking on Luka and the Magic tonight. What do you think? Is the sun going to shine, or are we in for a long winter for the Pelicans? Well, first of all, let me say this. Last year I said that the Pelicans, you know, should consider, you know, selling their franchise. Well, I got jumped on by the entire Pelicans organization, you fan did. base, including my grandmother who was born and raised in Louisiana, who's Creole, and she said, baby, you don't want those problems with those 80-year-old ladies who could possibly put voodoo on you. Well, Granny, I don't give a damn about voodoo, <laughs> and I don't give a damn about the 70-year-old, 80-year-old ladies, because I'm going to speak facts. And here's the facts. There's no sun shining in New Orleans. This going to be a long winter. And yes, they can say, oh, we're dealing with injuries. Zion's been hurt. But you know what? Zion is always hurt, so that is a problem. Beginning of the season, we had expectations for the Pelicans, possibly representing the Western Conference Finals in the Finals. Hmm. But due to their lack of consistency and not living up to the hype, I don't see them getting past this. It's going to be a long winter for them. All right, a long winter for the Pelicans. What about this? Our Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Devin Booker could be back for the Phoenix Suns as soon as Tuesday. So is the sun going to shine for the Suns? <laughs> the Suns got more problems than parents with a middle child. And if you got a middle child, you understand what I'm saying. They have turmoil. Did we see that smackdown that happened to them last night by the Atlanta Hawks? It's no chemistry whatsoever. DeAndre Ayton don't want to be there. It's no camaraderie. You see Chris Paul, he's sitting on the bench. He's not even engaging in timeouts. He's not even out there showing leadership at the moment. And if you think that Devin Booker is going to come back and solve the problems, you are wrong. They have to make a move. They have to make a big move. Otherwise, they're not going to get nothing accomplished. This team is built on championship or bust. It's going to be a long winter for you. All right, Punxsutawney Perk. Our friend Shanae Gumake would be disappointed if we didn't find some sunshine yeah. spring somewhere. So is there anywhere in the Western Conference playoff picture that you're looking like, hey, the sun may shine over here? Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Right there in Golden State. It make, it's going to have shine. You know why? Because you still have Steph Curry, one of the greatest players to ever touch the basketball. You still have Klay Thompson, one of the greatest shooters to ever touch the basketball. You still have Draymond Green, one of the best defenders to ever play the game of basketball. And then you have Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. I know they don't have the depth. 
And I'm not picking them to represent the West in the finals this year, but it's still something like there. You can't never count them out. So I will show some love to the Bay Area and the Golden State Warriors. Somewhere my dad, Mike Andrews, is very thankful that you picked this. Big Mike! The sun may still shine on the Golden State Warriors. Let's talk about the Lakers a little bit because they will continue their fight to get into the Western Conference playoff picture tonight as they face the Pacers. The Pacers, though, they're getting Tyrese Halliburton back in action. And remember, LeBron James just 89 points away from the all-time scoring record. He's averaged 27.3 points per game against Indiana. So according to Caesar Sportsbook, LeBron's point total prop is 29.5. So Vince Carter, how many points do you have him scoring tonight? LeBron James will finish this game with 32 points and a step closer to history. 32 points. <laughs> Brian? Well, his scoring average this year is 30.2. His scoring average last year was 30.3. I don't think he's going to be average, but even an average game from LeBron is over. i got to go over. All right, Perk. Mm. I'm going with the over, 35, Peace Wing Dinner. And he's going to have a triple-double with it tonight. Oh. And they're going to get the win. Win, triple-double, oh, taking yeah. the over. You know what? You know what's crazy? Hey, and Wing v Dinner. Uh, hey, and Wing Dinner. VC, Couldn't forget that. VC, why is what's Tyrese up? Halliburton coming back for this game? Shouldn't he want a warm-up game before he just <laughs> jump out there like that? Man? Tyrese Halliburton's not ducking anybody. It's not about ducking he's nobody. I'm just saying, usually anybody. you want a tune-up game like the Pistons or something yeah, to that nature. And the Lakers are not a tune-up game. Not, yeah. not, no. Lakers are not no. a tune-up game. Okay, I'm taking nah. the over as well. It's uh, for real. Coming up next here on NBA Today, did you guys know tomorrow is uh, Jordan Day? I got him on my feet. We're Officially making it Jordan Day. So Vince Carter, he has an amazing story dating back to 2003. We'll be back in just 60 seconds. NBA Today is brought to you by Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. People at the foul line, a shot on each So tomorrow's date, it's February 3rd, 2023, which is 2323-2323. That means it's going to be Michael Jordan Day here on NBA Today and across the ESPN. But like Vince it. Carter, you're not going to be with us tomorrow. We're going to miss you. But before you go, I just want to give you the floor because you know Michael pretty well. What's your best story that you got about him? <laughs> All right, so All-Star Game 2003, Atlanta, Georgia. I had the honor of winning the, uh, well, winning, getting the opportunity to being a starter in the All-Star game. And the reason I'm saying that, because I won that, uh, that I, well, I won that honor over the Michael Jordan, the GOAT, which was his last year. So it was a huge honor in itself, you know, like surprise, like wasn't even expecting that. And then all of a sudden it kind of hit me and I heard from the NBA, you see this picture here sitting there, you know, we all like, yeah, cool. But like MJ, we're getting that opportunity to play with, with this guy after, you know, obviously getting that first opportunity to play against him in the first part of the season. Well, then all of a sudden it hit me and everyone started talking. Well, it wasn't on social media at that time, but the NBA said, hey, this is MJ's last year. Mm. We want to honor him by giving him a starting position, which I was like, Duh, that's a no-brainer. Um, 
So we want you to just to present it to him. All right. Well, we get there. All-Star Weekend at that time, you know, All-Star Weekend isn't like what it is now as far as many as many days. So we get there. And I remember walking into the locker room that day looking for MJ. And <clears throat> first I, I, I ran it by him and he blew it off. And he was just like, no, you earn the honor. You go out there, represent the East yourself, Carolina. You know, he always, he, mm-hmm. he always puts Carolina to represent Carolina and, you know, play well in the game. And I'm like, no, nah, brother, it doesn't work that way. You're MJ. This is your last game. I am not getting blackballed in the NBA, and I'm still young and I have a whole <laughs> career. Mind you, it's 2003. You know I ended up playing almost 20 more years uh, uh, to, to date. So, well, 19 or so years. So I try a second time right before we're going out. He says no. We warm up. We come back into the locker room. So I'm sitting here, and I remember talking to T-Mac, and I'm like, this guy, man, he's just being difficult. You know, he will not do it. So what? I, I'm not going to walk out on the court in the starting lineup. I had already told David Stearns it, 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 I was all good with it. They were going to announce it. We just wanted MJ to know that he will be in the starting lineup. So starting lineup happens. They call his name. I hang back. He finally runs out. And history as it be, Michael Jordan hits the iconic fadeaway jump shot on the baseline. Mm. With, uh, I think it ended up being three seconds left. You see it here. Here's the fadeaway. Great defense, but better offense. It's like three seconds left. We're trying to stop the game. But the Vince, NBA would not stop the game. Like, what Vince, better way you're to better end than the me. game? That was than your one shining moment to let your kids know that you actually started over Jordan. I, I just appreciate the length colors. of our story time. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 